0: And her name is... I'm a young lady.
1: Um, uh, my name's Nandi, and I also live in Atlanta. Um, we, yeah, Lee and I help out with the campus ministry together. We're in like the downtown area, so we're with Georgia State, Georgia Tech, Emory. I went to Georgia State, Go Panthers. Um, and yeah, we're excited to be here, excited to talk about one another's relationships. I actually became a Christian my freshman year of college in campus ministry, so... Love, love campus. And uh, yeah, Lee's going to kick us off. Yeah.
0: Unlike Nandi, I did not become a Christian my freshman year. I was a junior. So if you were a junior or if you were not a junior, it's OK. So l- let me go ahead and ask you guys a question. Yes, sir. Let me ask you a question. And my question is, why did you come to this class? Why is this the class you came to? Maybe because you got kicked out of another one. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's all good. Maybe, maybe, because the other one you wanted to go to was cool. That's okay. But 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 if there's a reason that you were to give, why? Why the one another way? What about that topic was like, hmm? Let's go sit in that class.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can speak for myself. I feel like it's really
0: easy to, um, I think, neglect one another relationships. It's mm. very easy to
1: try to like do. Honestly, anything, especially my own subject, on my own, like, just personally, I can very much, like, not rely on others, but I think in that, I keep thinking, I can always wonder why I keep into the same things, and it's mm-hmm. like, well, it's probably because I don't, I'm not surrounded people, I think I can, my
0: pride can blind me in a lot of areas, and I can just try to rely on my strength, and then mm-hmm. I continuously fall short of things, so I feel like I really need to understand, I think it's the importance of just other people, and how important they are in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. Yeah, that's real. Anyone else? Could, could you guys say your name and where you're from? My bad. Could you, oh, okay. Let's run it back. My
1: name is Anthony Carino, and I'm from Phoenix. Everybody.
0: Phoenix. Come on, bro. Where the cactuses be at? <laughs> yeah, where the cactuses be at. <laughs> All right. Well,
1: I saw
0: your hand going first. I'm Ariana Basilio, yeah, yeah, you How North Carolina.
1: Um, and this class drew my attention because I want to learn how to live in community with like-minded people. Let's go, girl. Um, without it feeling pressured or like that, we're always going to have deep conversations. Right, whatever, right. That we can That's just really, really live.
0: That's really good. That's really good. He, I saw your hand <laughs> first. I, I pointed <laughs> at Jay, I'm mad. I got tracks. Go ahead. Um, my name is Alexis. Uh, I'm from Columbia. Alexis. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, And Okay, so really at first this class did not catch my mind because Honesty is key, bro I I am so being honest, like I was looking towards another class But then my discipler and a few of my close friends were like Okay, actually we we think we really need this class Mm -hmm. Because like friendships are just so important Like living the Christian life And I love my sisters and my brothers in in my ministry so much And I just want to be able to communicate and love them Hang out with them and just like be brothers and sisters 100. Sounds great. Yeah. Okay, let, me, let me get you right here. Yeah. You right here, and then you right there. Okay. So, my name is Jeffrey. I go to Georgia State. I'm Hi, Jeffrey. He is also my roommate, so that's why you got the bullying me a second. Um, but, yeah, I, so I come from a background of just grind culture. Like, get it on your own, focus on your own. And ever since coming to the kingdom, like, that was the biggest thing that God really convinced me is how much I needed to rely on people to really mm-hmm. grow. Um, taking away, like, in my process of actually being baptized, like, a, a lot of things in my life to support where like, I had no other choice but to remember people. Uh, and I've seen so much fruit in growing in relationships, but I still know innately I have my tendencies to just want to seclude. And I've seen a lot of progress, and I'm growing, I'm making time intentionally for my friends in the body, but I'm like, there's still more to learn. Like, there's never a moment where I will have it all figured out. Yeah. And so I'm going to continue to just. That's real. And Turn up. Let, let me hit you right here. Right? You was next, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. I was on these women, so we got to the, uh, I the Clemson. Yeah, obviously. What y'all do? Tigers, right? Which y'all are, are a Tigers. I thought <laughs> it. <laughs> that's not it. <even laughs> so that's not, not, not. it. But we, we
2: don't have a hand signal, but please don't do that. I wouldn't do Just don't. They tried to make it
0: work. We are not <laughs> hands. It's
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just not the same. Fair enough. But, Fair enough. At least you're not out. Cool. But anyway, I think
0: the biggest reason
2: this is I think the biggest reason oh,
0: was just, I mean, you, you know, you study you study the character of Jesus and the way that he loved people and uh, encountered them more important than themselves, and it's like we have to have that same perspective when we're in his kingdom, like so confident in him as our salvation that other people's salvation has to be more important than our own, and uh, and that's what keeps us going is other people, and so just kind of like building off that, it's like we had those people that we relied on, like now let's be the people that like they can rely on, you know, it's, yeah. it's just continuing that. And so, I'm going to go here, and then I saw your hand, and then I'm going to end off with, we'll, we'll do two more. You, and then one here, and then we'll, Julie, we'll, we'll take Julie last. I'm sorry. Sorry, Jackson. Well, Jackson, you can be last. All right, go
2: ahead. Um, my name is Kayla. Um, What's Kayla? I'm from and Athens. Um, and I think the reason why I chose this class is because my family has been moving around like pretty much. We've been to a lot of different churches, and recently, they're moving to New York. Wow. And I am going to college, so I, I don't know where I'm going yet, but I've been <coughs> so reliant on my family and like what I'm familiar with for so long. Mm-hmm. And now that that's changing, like I'm like freaking out and I don't know what to do. So I think this will provide a great opportunity for me to learn um, and how to build those relationships that are long-lasting without relying on my parents, my family, or the things that I do mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's real, that's real. Who, who, you was next, right, bro? Yeah. Mr. Man of God.
2: I'm Dexter, I am also from Columbia. Dexter. I'm (laughs) indeed. Dexter. The main reason why I decided to come to this class was, it was sort of a last minute decision, actually. I was literally looking at, at the breakout classes on the way here of, okay, which one am I gonna go to? Which one am I gonna go to? Ooh, I, mean, I saw that one, I've kind of been to a few of those <laughs> that one before, but then I saw relationships and community and I remembered, I kind of set a goal for myself up at the beginning of the year to kind of push myself to be more of an encouragement to the people that I pay really admire and really, in. and it would also give me an opportunity to just push myself up to be a lot more social and ultimately a lot more more of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a league.
0: That's solid. And then we got Julia, and then we'll kick it off. We'll end it off with you, Jay.
1: Oh, cool. So um, I'm Julia. I'm, um, I joined Alpha Omega at Georgia Tech, and that's how I started to, like, learn more about, like, joining the church. Nani was, like, the leader of my Bible study, and she helped me learn a lot in the Word. Let's go. Um, and she kind of, like, helped me with, like, going through the
2: process, learning more, being baptized and stuff. And,
1: Joining the body, it really helped me like, learn what community is, because beforehand, I was really like hyper-independent and I really, my past like friendships and other relationships, I always seemed like the only person I can trust and rely on is myself,
0: because I'm always going to be there for myself, but I don't know the relationship of other people being there for myself, so I'm always, I just wanted to learn more about I mm. a an
2: interesting Deep. friendship in body.
0: So, yeah, this was, like, my number one choice for a class. Like, I was looking at the other ones, and I was like, I don't know which one to choose, like, first, but I really want to learn more about, like, strong friendships and having the, like, foundation of God and the foundation of the body, like, in my friendships, and figuring out how to have, like, a very, like, just a strong bond. That's awesome. Yeah. Hi, my name is Jack. I've got more hours from New York. I, felt like I, was from, I feel like friendships is something that's so like there's a lot of different levels to it. I feel like I could learn something new by coming here to but like, just get more knowledgeable on the topic. That sounds great. So now that we got that out the air, no one here came for me. Bummer. <laughs> None of you said it. You guys did. None of you said. Bro, I saw your name. I saw Nami's name. That's what I did. No, it's all good. It's all good. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We got that out the air. You had your chance to say it. Nobody said it. So don't be trying to say it now. But um. But anyways, I, I'm so grateful that you guys expressed the different reasons why you guys really wanted to learn more about this one another way. Um. And honestly. Friendships, you know, especially friendships in the kingdom. There's this stipulation, kind of like the young lady here said, that it has to be deep. It has to be serious. It has to be this cookie-cutter mold that we must fit into and step into when we are in that friendship mode. And you can oftentimes feel like it's a pressure. Like there's a pressure for me to meet something, or there's a pressure for me to be a certain way when I'm around a certain people. Right? There's almost a status quo that I have to fit But but I'm here to tell you, no, there is no cookie-cutter mold. You can be yourself and also be great friends with people and also live an amazing life that pleases God, Mm -hmm. right? Now, let me ask you guys a question. What is something that causes you to build a friendship? Intentionality. Intentionality. Just say it. Talking. Talking.
1: Having things in common with people. Okay,
0: having things in common. Doing stuff together. Doing stuff together. Purpose. Purpose. Living together? Yeah, that's real. It's that's real. You're at that point. <laughs> <It's together. laughs> Anybody else? It doesn't even work sometimes. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> Suffering together. Not giving me a spiritual answer. No, I just want to have fun. <laughs> 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 Not that. Um, but um, but but like 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 she said like in society when you think about it friendship hinges on commonality. <clears throat> oh, that guy likes LeBron. You know, I want to be his friend. Oh, you like Taylor Swift? I'm gonna be that hey. friend. Hey, yo. Oh, you go to Clinton, I'm gonna be your friend, yeah. right? Or, 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 ah, oh, dude, he's black. I'm gonna just go talk to him. <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. Oh, he—he looks like me. I want—I want to talk to him. Or she—she she has the same hair as me. Maybe I should. Or she's cool. Or, or you know, so there's this commonality that we can see in society that hinges friendships together, yep. right? How we look. What we think about, what we feel, what we do, our interests. And this is what bonds us together in friendships in a society, right? Now let me let me let me invigorate the mind. Now if I take all of that away, what do you have? If we take all of your commonalities away, what would you have? A hat? Both humans. It'd just be two people there. But what I want to really show you guys about this topic, the one another way, our commonality is something that you can't strip away. Yeah. I ain't even try to rhyme right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I ain't mean, even try to rhyme right there, but, but, but our commonality is Jesus, right? And our commonality is Jesus, and it's so important because no matter what you are or who you, what you look like, what hair color you have, what interests you have, you're still gonna be able to be someone's friend and have depth fun and everything that fits that category because of Jesus and that commonality. It's the hinge that we have that can't be stripped away. Does that make sense? And so what I really want to share is this. This is a quote by C.S. Lewis that I was blown away by. He says friendship is the moment. Friendship is the moment when one person says to another, wait you too? I thought I was the only one. I thought I was the only one. But, but as all of you guys are here, you're not the only one Because you guys all want to learn about this one another way. Yeah. You guys all want to learn about how can we build stronger, deeper, and cool friendships. And the cool thing about it is Christianity is relational. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you ever hear someone say, nah, me and God, we're cool. It's just me and him. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that doesn't make sense. It literally does not make sense. Jesus had friends, so why shouldn't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And so we're, we're, we're going to look at that big picture. And our big picture is Christianity is relational we need each other mm-hmm. right and so we're, we're going to go back and forth and really elaborate on this one another way and go through how what's and why and, and different types of friendships that can really blow us away you guys ready for that yes. so we're going to have nani come up and nani's going to really get us started here um thank you yes.
1: so yeah Yes, so we're going to start off talking about the why. Kind of like big picture, why friendship, why community, why does it matter? Um, So we're actually going to start in John chapter 1. Can I have whoever's the first to get there read John chapter 1? Solid! She's there, she's there, okay. (laughs) I know. It's like you're, you're thrown back to Sunday school. <laughs> Who can get there first. Um, so can you read verses 1 and 2? John 1, verses 1 and 2.
2: In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God.
1: Yes. Yep. Can you read that one more time?
2: Yes. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Yes.
1: Does anyone ever read that passage? And they're like, what did I just say? <laughs> You're like, Am I, did I read that right? Am I confused? Am I going crazy? Um, I feel like I usually need to read that like three or four times to be like, what is this actually saying? Um, but I think the reality is it, it talks about um, when it says word, right? It's talking about Jesus. Like we see that if we read further down in that chapter. Um, and it talks about how Jesus was with God. From the beginning right so from the very beginning it wasn't just God by himself alone like Jesus was with God since the beginning of time
2: yeah
1: which is like a pretty crazy concept if we like actually think about that and um, if you read Genesis 1 1 it says in the beginning was God this this chapter and that chapter it's like a really cool parallel um, but the thing that I want to highlight from this is, like, it really shows how, from the beginning of time, God has been in relationship, right? Like, God has been relational forever, right? Him, him, Jesus, Holy Spirit, like the Holy Trinity is, you know, deep theological thing. We won't get into all of that today, but I think the heart of that is God has been relational forever, and as we, as people created, you know, in the image of God, like Lake shared last night, we're created in God's image. That means in turn, we're relational too, yeah. right? Like we are relational because God is relational. And so for all of us in, in all the things that we do, whether we realize it or not, we're actually seeking relationships. Yeah. And whether, you know, we're in class or we're at work or, you know, in our families, like we're all kind of longing for connection and community. It's just a matter of like what kind of community that is, Mm -hmm. you know, because we're going to look for friends. Mm -hmm. We're going to look for people to influence us and have influence on them. But it really matters the kind of relationships that we go after, which, you know, is one of the reasons why you guys are here. Um, I, I, I found this, um, this fact, which kind of blew my mind. So one of, one of the most effective forms of torture actually is isolation. Like it literally being alone by yourself literally makes people go crazy. Like it makes people go insane because we were built to be around people. We're built for connection. We're built for community. Um, because like we, like we said, God, God is relational. Therefore we are relational. So um, we're going to read from Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. It's super short. I can read it. It says, um, the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. And so, like, we know, we normally, like, hear this passage in context of, like, relationships or marriage. Like, you know, it's not good for, like, a man to be alone to find a wife. Like, you know, sure. Um, But just in general, like, the heart is it's just not good for people to be alone. Like, God saw Adam and he was like, he needs someone. You know, he needs a partner in this life. And that's the case for us, right? We need partners in this life to go at life with us. We need community. Um, And so as we talk about, like, this why piece of friendship, I also kind of want to talk about what is at stake, you know, when it comes to um, having these one another relationships, like, you know, what is the cost of us having this? What is the cost of us not having this? Um, So for you guys, what role do you feel like biblical friendships would play in our lives? Like, what would you say? Sharpen. To sharpen you, okay. Any other thoughts? (laughs) Encouragement. (laughs) Encouragement. Mm-hmm. safety or support. Mm-hmm. Vulnerability. Vulnerability. Joy and fun. Joy and fun. A break from the world to break a, from a the place world.
2: like a sanctuary in a way to slow together. Mm-hmm. Somebody to know you. Like to, to know you. Somebody. Someone to really know
1: you. Yeah. Accountability. Accountability. You don't <laughs> To grow together. To grow together. I love all the answers that you guys gave. Like, and I think what's cool about this is you guys shared different things. And so we're already seeing, like, our, our biblical friendships can be really dynamic. You yeah. know, like, they can serve a lot of different roles in our lives. Um, so we are going to camp out in Luke chapter 5 for a little bit. There we are.
0: Luke 5.
1: And we're going to read a passage that I feel like really, like, highlights the power of having one another biblical friendships. So Luke chapter 5, verses, I'm going to read verses 17 to 20. It says, One day Jesus was teaching, and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men, carrying, some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on a roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. This, this passage feels like so crazy to me, um, specifically because of the thing that Jesus emphasized, which we'll get to, but I love this passage um, because I feel like it is such an incredible depiction of what godly friendship really looks like. Um, this man is paralyzed, right, which means that he couldn't really do anything for himself. Like when, when you're paralyzed, it means you can't move. And so he is in a place in his life where he has to rely on other people. Like that's literally his only option. And this reliance piece is something that I actually want to camp out on for a second. So, and in my independent people, yeah people people who pride themselves in being independent i i'm totally in my nature one of them like i'm you know that beyonce song me myself and i um i actually remember the first time i like built a bookshelf for myself by myself and while i'm doing it i'm like this is i don't know what i'm doing but then by the end i was like wow I'm a champion, I can do, I can do anything, I think I was literally playing, like, girl on fire, that at least, <laughs> I was like, I can do, I can do anything, I'm independent, to don't need anyone, um, but that's not, that is not biblical, right, like, and I think that's something that we can really pride ourselves on, is like, i independent, I can do things for myself, I don't need anyone, um, but that actually doesn't, really represent the heart of God and it doesn't represent God's heart for us with how we get to live as Christians. Yeah. Um, and so I think, I think what feels like scary for me about, you know, not, not living an independent life is that and even living a life that's relying on other people. Is it's a really vulnerable place to live. Like it's vulnerable knowing like, Oh my gosh, like I'm going to need someone to help me through this really hard time in my life someone is gonna know my heart inside and out. Like I'm confessing my sin to someone, they're seeing kind of the the darkest, scariest parts of me that in my mind, oh, it feels safer to keep that inside. But that's actually not freedom, right? Like freedom is being able to walk in the light, right? With other people and being able to rely on other people. And so when I think about this man who is paralyzed and kind of in this ever-present state of needing people, I I love the outcome of his situation with like, you know, having his friends there with him that we can reread starting in verse 18. It says, some men carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. And if we look at this passage, this guy didn't really do anything. You know, like he didn't, he wasn't the one doing all of the hard work. It was actually his friends, right? It was his friends who were like, we see his need. We see a way that his need can be met. Therefore, we are going to do whatever we can to help him get his needs met, right? Like, they, they gave everything for him. They're carrying him. They're like, we can't get, the crowd is too much. Like, what can we do? We'll go to the roof. Like, we'll dig a hole in the roof. We'll lower him. Like, if people people are probably watching this man, like, fall from the ceiling, and they're like, what is going on? Like, absolutely crazy. But what's even crazier is how Jesus responds. Jesus doesn't, he says, friend, your sins are forgiven, But before that, it says, when he saw their faith, right? It it, it doesn't say when he saw the faith of this man. It says when he saw their faith, when he saw the faith of his friends, the faith that his friends had, the love that his friends had, the care that his friends had, the willingness that they had to bring him where he needed to be to find freedom, to find healing that he had never had before. Jesus was like, oh, that's faith, like, you are forgiven. You are given a new life. And I think, I think the reality is as much as we can think, like, I can fight for myself. I can do this. The reality is we can't fight for ourselves. Like, there, there are so many ways that on our own we are paralyzed. And we don't actually realize it. Mm. And that is one of the beauties of biblical Christian community is we get to have, like, a band of believers, like, people in our lives that are going to anchor us, right? That are going to fight for us we don't feel like we have fight left in ourselves you know it's it's really a crazy way to live a crazy rate way to live and I feel like I think about my freshman year of college I'd become a Christian like a couple months before that and I went home to my parents house and kind of really had no idea like I didn't really know what I was doing didn't really know how to like exist like be a Christian in my parents' house. I don't know if you guys can relate to that feeling, (laughs) but it's like, I wasn't a Christian when I left. And so now I'm coming home and I'm like, what am I doing? Um, And having my quiet times felt more difficult. It like I just felt like I got into a really weird spot with God. And I had three friends who I would, they were my, they weren't my roommates at the time. They became my roommates later, but my three friends from college and they were like, Nandi, we're actually gonna drive up and we're gonna come visit you. I think they kind of knew something was off but they were like we're gonna do the six hour drive we're gonna come see you and they came and they stayed with us and I remember like it was like a within 30 minutes of them being there I was changed like I was like oh right like oh this is who Jesus is oh this is my faith like oh wait you're thank you like that's what that scripture says like and I was like I was given this new like people literally carrying my mat for me right, like bringing me to Jesus, because I was really having a hard time finding him on my own, and so when we think about why, like we kind of have to think about like, wow, this is what's possible, like when it comes to Christian community, this is why this matters, because we really need each other, like that lie from the enemy that says we we can do things on our own, it's just not true, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: so I want to ask you guys, you can kind of write this down, but would you say like, are the people in your life carrying you to Jesus, if they're not, are they carrying you somewhere else? You can ask yourself: Are you carrying someone else mm-hmm. to Jesus? Right. So, kind of take 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 some time to think about that. Um, but Lee's going to come up and talk more about the how this. Good
0: stuff, Nadi. I think what Nani shared was really good about how the whole illustration of these people with the mat it was all about their faith, the friends. Right. And, and like I said, that one another way in our commonalities, these people, it was their faith. It was them, not the guy, but their friendships around them that carried them to Jesus. Right. And, and even the point that Nani made about we were built for friendships, we were built for relationships. Like it is not good for man to be alone. In our innate being, we need community. We were made for this, right? Um, and so, like Nani said, we're going to get practical. But before we get practical, we, we like proactive people, you know what I'm saying? So if you like something, say, mmm. <laughs> Everybody say, yeah. proactiveness, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so if, if something really perks out to you, let, let's hear some feedback, right? Um, but what, what I really want to start off with here is, guys, I'm not in the business of telling people what to do. That's not the business I'm in. I'm in the business of teaching people how to think. You feel what I'm saying? Because I'm not going to sit here, and you're not robots, and I'm not a robot either. But I want to show you guys how can we reframe the brain, or how should we view this one another way? Friendships, how do we look at what Nani just said and actually apply it? Right? And so the first thing I want you guys to check out right, is your intentions. In a friendship, why I'm in this friendship, there's two things that I think that is super important. Your intentions and your actions, Mm -hmm. right? Your intentions, and then your actions, right? So first off, you ask yourself, what are my intentions? Mm. Man, this person is cool. Well this person, she's so spiritual, or he's so spiritual, or you know, he just makes me laugh. Mm. You know, he kind of (laughs) cute, or she kind of pretty, or whatever, you know, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) He got a little, you know, shoe game, a little swag. (laughs) You know, but, but, but our intentions are important. Why? Because slowly and slowly, they can shape our actions without you even knowing it. I'll give you an example. If I were to have a friend, and the only, not the only reason, but one of the main reasons why I want to be this person's friend is because I like them. I may tell to the naked eye, nah, man, we just friends, man, we just friends, we just friends. That's my dog. You know what I'm saying? But because my intention's in there, it's a little fuzzled with other things. Ah, oh, she's a disciple. I'm a disciple. we friends. Or he's a disciple. You know what I mean? And then later yeah. and down the line, our actions start to change a little bit. Ask me why. Why? why? Our intentions. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So what do you think our intentions should be in friendships? Mm-hmm. Right? What should our intentions actually be? Is it to just be with someone because of something that they have that I want? Or is it to be something that would never change? You see what I'm saying? Because these people' faith were so inspirational and I don't think they wanted to be friends with this guy because I like him. Or he's pretty or handsome. Wow. They really carried him to Jesus. So their intentions was evident. Their intentions was that they wanted to love him. They wanted to provide for him. They wanted to care for him. And all of these things encompass. The same thing for me, Jesus. My intentions on being in a friendship with someone is to love them, to support them, trust them, bring truth to them. Right? I'm not about to sit here and say something that you don't need, right? but I'm going to tell you the truth. If you need to hear something, I'm going to let you hear. Yeah. Right? But but who does that sound like? Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. My intention is to allow this person to see Jesus through me. Mm-hmm. That's my intentions in the friendship. And I can still have fun, and he can still see Jesus through me. Wow, man, I'm so close to you. And it's crazy how I don't have to fit this cookie-cutter mold and be so serious around you, bro. But I feel, I get, I feel comfortable being around you. Yeah. right? And, and in that moment, when my intentions are so focused on that, you see our actions. Man, we push each other to be like Jesus. Man, we have fun. Man, we can be ourselves. And we don't have to feel this pressure or this societal pressure where I only act a certain way around this Christian guy. And when I'm around my real friends, I can be me. I can be me now. Oh, what's up, my wife? uh, hey, I need one. No, that is not friendship. That is not friendship. And so one thing on this how, you guys really should frame your mind in a way where, what are my intentions? Or what should my intentions be? Right? Because it's not all about the pressure that can be put onto us, but we need to realize that. Because Christians have fun. I don't know about you guys, but I have a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun. And I love to have fun with people, right? And, and something else that I really want to share right here is that there's this analogy, right? There's this analogy of, right, let me just show it to you. It's better if I just show it to you. Sure. So in this idea of friendship, I'll give you a practical. In this idea of friendship, we know what our intentions are. We know what our actions can be, right? We'll talk more about our actions later. But in this idea of friendship, I'm looking at you guys. I don't even, I only really see you. I, I have peripheral vision to a certain degree, right? And in this moment, I can only see what's in front of me, right? So I can only walk and, and protect what's in front of me. But in a friendship, what is a friendship? What is it supposed to do? Can, can I, come here now, maybe. So in this friendship, as I'm looking at you, let's go back to back. Right now, I still can't see my back. But guess what, now I can. Mm-hmm. I see everything right now. I see everything without even having to turn or move a muscle. The shift is looking to the right, Nani. Oh. I still see everything. I still see everything. Though I'm not looking at you, now I'm looking at the wall. Guess what? I still see everything. Let's turn a little bit more. I'm not even looking at you no more. Guess what? I still see everything. Thanks, Nani. But why, but why do I see everything? I got eyes in the back of my head. I guess, right? But, but no, that is not the reason. The reason is because I have someone walking with me, yeah. right? That one another friendship. They're walking with you. They're guiding you to a place you've probably never been before. Right? Like this idea of being someone's friend—it's so different, right? Like I said, our commonality is Jesus, so we gotta think about it different.
2: Yeah. I'm not
0: trying to tell you what to do, but I'm trying to help you how to think. Right? And so what's really important about that is in that moment where I start to turn, guess what Nandi's seeing? My blind spots. Yeah. Nandi's seeing things about me that not a lot of people could see. Mm-hmm. Every time I turn, she's seeing a side of me that she probably never saw.
2: Yeah.
0: It gets scarier and scarier <laughs> and scarier and scarier. <laughs> it's crazy because they get to know more and more and more about me. And that's the actions. They guide you. In those moments, they protect you. Right? In those moments, they love you. There's so many scriptures that I can throw off the top of my lips and tell you that it says one another. Right? Encourage one another. Love one another. Serve one another. Right? There's so many things that I can say. Pray for one another. Mm-hmm. Don't lie. But I'm not just trying to throw that at you and give you knowledge. But I want to help us how to think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How to respond. How to be pure friends and have yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And so... That that's super important. Nani's gonna take a little bit of time and speak about a little bit of her, a little bit of how as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you.
0: Sorry. Go ahead. I, I just. Want to go. Oh yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna use that after.
1: Oh okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I also do want to kind of use the disclaimer of like we know you guys are like coming from you know we're all from across the southeast, right? So like your ministries look different, like. The number of guys versus the number of girls in your ministry look different. Like, however many girls, you know, like you could literally be the only girl with like 12 guys, you know, in your ministry. And so you're like, how do I find female friendships? <laughs> um, and so we kind of, you know, we're, we're sharing a lot um, and we kind of, you know, hope and, and pray that you guys kind of find like how to implement this in a way that really works for you, like with where you're at, you know, in your ministries, um, at home. But... Um, something that I really want to highlight that I feel like we don't emphasize enough is the power of fellowship, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think we underestimate how, like, how how much we can utilize fellowship to, like, further our friendships with people. Um, and, and by fellowship, I don't mean, like, oh, like, you know, we went, we went to cook you out, you know, and stayed there until 3 a.m., and you know, we you know. We had school the next day at 8, like, that's just unwise because you need sleep and you're going to go to school. I'm tired the next day. Um, but when I, when I mean fellowship, I mean, like, those moments, maybe, like, while you're here, like, you, you see someone in line, right, like, getting food or at church on Sunday, like, after service or, like, oh, you're, like, walking, you know, to class with someone. Really being able to make the most of even those moments um, because it's something we all actually have access to. And maybe we don't even realize it. Um, and so I think with fellowship, like, they can be long or short. But with, with fellowship, how to make it meaningful is being able to ask someone, hey, how are you doing? And, like, actually meaning it. And then when they kind of deflect and they're like, oh, I'm good, how are you? You can be like, oh, like, what's good? You know, like, why? Why are you good? What's making life so good for you? You, Because I know I I can do that. Someone's like, oh, I'm good, how are you? I'm like, all right, I guess. (laughs) Guess you're just good. I guess I won't ask, you know. But I think we have to be willing to, like, go there with people, you know. And then even when people ask us, like, how are you doing? Being able to be like, actually, I've been having a rough day, you know. Or I've been having a great day, and here's why, you know. But really being able to open ourselves up in vulnerability, right? Like, seeing our brothers and sisters as people we can really rely on. I actually had this moment (laughs) happen to me like a couple days ago, like earlier this week, I was like coming into a meeting and like one of the older women, she's like kind of known for this, like being able to look into someone's soul and like (laughs) seeing everything. And so I knew if I just told her good, she would be like, like, you know. (laughs) And so she was like, how are you? And I was like, I was like, well, I'm good now, but I've been having a hard week, and here's why, and like, I think our conversation was three minutes long, but I'm walking away like, all right, God is good, like, just feeling like she really strengthened me from that moment, Um, and it was three minutes long, and then we went right into our meeting, and so we don't have to put, like, pressure on our fellowship conversations for them to think, like, I think we can think, like, oh, I have to, like, Plan time to hang out with someone. Like we have to have like a good two or three hours, you know, and then I finally get to know someone. Like, no, like you can you can get to know someone in in the small and the big moments, and you can allow someone to know you in the small and the big (laughs) moments. And um, one of the things that I think this makes me think about is: Has anyone seen Creed two? Yes, yes, no. I get a lot of pushback. I love that movie. Um, <laughs> but the thing that I think of is, um, it's like the end of the movie. It's like the final battle and, you know, Creed, Donnie, Michael B. Jordan, whatever you want to call him is in the ring, like in between rounds, the rounds almost over, he's losing steam. Rocky is like, you got it, you got it. And then he looks at him and he's like, you're dangerous kid. And then, and then Donnie's like, I'm da-. And it's like a light bulb goes off in his head. He's like, I'm dangerous. And then he goes. And, like, knocks the guy out. Like, wins the game. <laughs> yeah, wins the game. Wins the match. Um, but I, I'm like, wait, that is what fellowship can be like for us spiritually. Like, we kind of go, like, you know, we show up in between rounds and we're like, I'm tired. I can't do this. Life is hard. And then we have a conversation with someone and we are strengthened by that. Right? Like, yeah. I think about Hebrews 313. It literally says, Uh, encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that we are not hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Like, we have an enemy. Like, Ephesians 6 talks about, like, putting on the armor of God because the enemy is out to get us, right? Like, we're fighting a war against the powers and principalities. And if we don't realize that, right, like, if we don't realize we need each other in this battle to fight, to stay strong, to be reminded that we're dangerous— Right, we're we're gonna walk around with a limb. You know, we're not gonna knock out Ivan Drago's son. <laughs> we're we're not. We're gonna be we're not. We're gonna be struggling. And so I really want you guys to, to kind of even think like a, a great how with building great friendships. Right, is really being able to use fellowship. And I would even challenge you guys to implement that while you're here. You know, we're getting a lot of good content, a lot of good lessons. We're probably all thinking a lot. We're more aware of God, and so really being able to like. Go there with people. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: good stuff, Nani. Now, we're, we're still on the practical side, and Nani shared some great things about how fellowship is important. I want to give you guys three things. Three things that I am convinced and believe that if you implement these things in your friendships, they will be radically different. I promise you. I promise you. Because I've been trying to practice this myself every single day, right? And here's one of them the first and most important, I think it's love, right? In Matthew 22, the greatest command is to love. Love the Lord your God with all your mind, your heart, and soul. Mm-hmm. What is the second? Who's our neighbor? Yeah. Everyone. Turn to the person to you love and say, hey, neighbor. Hey Too <laughs> <laughs> right, too right. Hey, neighbor. <laughs> so, so, so what does that mean? Love our neighbors. Is Jesus telling me to love a stranger? Yes. Yeah. Is that is that what he's trying to say? Yeah. Um, right. Amen. And so the way we love really can carry a friendship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is what I want to tell us. Because oftentimes in friendships, we love when we feel like it. Yeah. We love when we're not hurt. We love when it's convenient for us. Mm-hmm. It's not unconditional. Right? It's not in a way where it goes back to our intentions. Yeah. If our intentions in this friendship is to build a long-lasting friendship that guides you to be more like Jesus, it's going to be hard to come through my actions if I'm just loving you when I feel it. Like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or you having a rough day and I'm like not trying to do nothing for you. Yeah. Right? There's so many things that you guys want to evaluate. And love is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what Nandi said, mm-hmm. Right? How her friends, what they did, that act of kindness or that act of love, we'll talk about that a little bit more, but when we love, it really changes people. Because mm-hmm. we see it in Jesus and it changed you guys. Like right? look at you guys. A friendship with Jesus took you this far. Right? What do you think you can do to someone else? How far could you take them? Right? Friendships are a gift, guys. Right? What I like to tell people is friendship, right? When we have that friendship, it's you can see, this person can see. God through you. What are you trying to show people? What are your intentions in your heart when you approach friendships? Right? So for me, one is love. How do I love this person? Right? And this is one of my favorite ones. Um, but I gotta tell this story real quick. There's a guy friend of mine, and there's this girlfriend of mine. This guy friend, he saw me do something for a girl, right? And it was very sweet, it was very intentional, and he was like, he pulled me to the side like a day later, or well, that same day, and he was like, Bro, dude, I saw you. I saw you do something for that girl, bro, like, what's up with that? You like her or what's up, bro? I was like, nah, bro. Encourage. Just want to encourage her. Just want her to smile. Just want to love one. Mm-hmm. And so what I like to tell people is when in doubt, encourage. When in doubt, encourage. Somebody say why.
2: Why? 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 why?
0: Hebrews 3, says encourage one another how many times? Daily. 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 As long as it is called What? Today. today. Dude, that blows me away. I remember the first time I read it, I was like, wow! Encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today. Because yeah. today is today. Tomorrow, it's not today yet, but it will be today. Yeah. I was like, wow, no way the Bible is this smart. And I was blown away. No, I kid you, I was blown away. So i make it my duty, I try to make it my duty every day that I encourage people. Every single day, Man, I kid you not, if this is something that you're walking into a friendship with, that person will be like, who is you? Mm -hmm. Who are you? Now, I'm not saying you're gonna be perfect, right? I'm not saying you're gonna be perfect because there's gonna be moments when you don't do it. But guess what? That person right behind you that sees those blind spots, Mm -hmm. they got you. Mm -hmm. They right there to pick you up in those moments when you need encouragement or when you need love. Right? So I'm firm on encouraging people, date Because it's the opposite of what we think. It's the complete opposite of what I know. Man, I'm only around this person because of the commonalities. Right? I don't even think I used to encourage people before Jesus. Like I I don't think that was a part of my friendship.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We would have fun and that was it. Mm-hmm. We would go play basketball and just talk trash about people. Yeah. Make fun of people or, or get high and just get high, or go watch a movie. But I don't think I intentionally thought about this person and was like, you know what? I know you really like that V5 gun, and you just ran out because I was driving in your car, and you had one stick left. Bro, I was thinking about you yesterday, bro. Here you go. Mm -hmm. Something as simple as that goes a far way. Something so simple thinking about you. Bro, here you go. I didn't do things like that. I never did. But when I encountered Jesus, I was like, man, i got to reframe my mind on how I view friendships if I want them to last long, wow. right? Lastly, this last one I think is super important because it's so countercultural. And sometimes we don't even know the meaning, quite frankly, yeah. to serve. Mm-hmm. When we think about this word to serve, we're like, man, what can I do for you? Or, or how can I help you? Or "What what, what is stressing you that I can take off your plate? That, that's cool. That's a part of the element. It's a part of that element, right? But when you take a step back and you really analyze just that word serve and you add it, maybe three letters, I think it's servant, right? And, and then when you think about that word, who it replicates, it replicates Jesus. But then when we go back to the word servant or serve, it actually means to submit to. Like what the heck? I'm supposed to submit to a friend? <laughs> it blows my mind away, right? No, but literally when I think about that word to serve or this submission, it's not that I'm bowing down to this person or in reverence. No, but I'm here for your every need. Yeah. I'm not only here to serve, to just give out communions. Yeah, I'm not to give you no communions, Right? But when we think about to serve, in Galatians 5, it says, in your freedom, in the freedom that Christ <laughs> Jesus has given you, serve one another.
2: Yeah.
0: What? In my freedom? submit does that make sense Mm. does it really in freedom i'm supposed to submit Mm. am i restricted jesus Mm. no you're free Mm. so in this freedom use it to submit that's That's crazy that's crazy because in actuality in friendships outside of that it's actually not free Mm -hmm. you're ensnared by something Mm. those commonalities Mm -hmm. like i was saying but once we strip them away, what you got? Nothing. So what I'm trying to really inspire you guys to is to really see how this one another way, this one another friendship can be such a gift. This is something that is so special to the naked eye. Yeah. And, and even for myself, I share a little bit, just a quick snippet. I have a friend, and it, it, my, it's my best friend, Kelly, right? And I love this guy to death. I love him like he's myself. Right. I don't think I'd say that five years ago, but I love this guy like it's myself. And and there's things that I even know or I'm learning more about myself now that I'm like, dude, I am. It's hard for me to share sometimes because I'm like, why is it hard for me to share something to my closest friend? Right. But but one thing I noticed about myself is I I hate being alone. I hate loneliness. Like that's probably my kryptonite. If you were to put me in a room alone for a long time, I'd probably be like, nah, I'm done, bro, I can't. You got me, I can't do this. (laughs) I need it, like I really need it, and and I've learned that I have, I've learned about myself that in childhood, I had an inconsistent trend of care, and so I became insecure of people leaving. Mm -hmm. So because of this inconsistent care that my mom and dad showed, I started to realize trends in my life that revealed in adulthood. Not because they couldn't do it. Not because they hated me. These are my parents. I love them. They love me, right? But because of those inconsistent times, I would notice in myself that I craved friendship. Because I was built for it, but also that insecurity of thinking, man, how does that person feel about me, man? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I'm putting in some work, but is that person really loving me? Like, do they really? These are questions I ask myself. Like, does he care about me like how I care about him? Like, is he going to check up on me or do I have to remind him? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Like, I told you that I had this important day, bro. are you going to call me about it? These are things that I could ask myself because I fear being alone. Mm -hmm. So much to the point where it drives me crazy Mm -hmm. sometimes. And like Mighty said, I'm going to put myself in the closet Mm because what I want to do won't help me. I just don't want to feel it, but when you feel it, you start to learn so much. And this is why I appreciate and value this one another way. Yeah. For in that moment, when I feel alone or I'm, I'm insecure, for someone to just say, bro, well, I was thinking about you, bro, and I got you some Italian ice. i will be like, what? Stop it. I'd probably just laugh. Because in that moment, that is something that is so special and I've never experienced before. And, I, and quite frank, it's different to this world, right? To love me in such a way and be there with me and talk about it. Bro, you know what? I never leave you. One thing that you should do, I'm always going to be here for you. And these are things that we want to look at because they're so special, right? And, and before we wrap up, I want to get into these three individual topics, right? Of uh, guy-guy friendships, guy-girl friendships right, or girl-guy friendships, and, and then you've got, like, disciple-non-disciple friendships or, or, or christian non but we'll talk about a little bit of each, and I think even before you move on, I really want you guys to hold on to that, to love, encourage, and to serve, right, because these are things that you would never miss with, right, like, there's a couple of TikTok trends that I saw that was just hilarious, and it was like, it was a trend where it was this guy, it's for girls actually, where they're like, when guys walk by and it's like, dang, that brother ain't miss, and they would label things that are about his character. He loves, he don't miss, or he's caring, he don't miss, he's caring, though. you know, and it was super fun, and I think that's what it is about <laughs> Jesus. He doesn't miss. Yeah. Like, he, he, he's great at it all. Um, and when it comes to these friendships, guy, guy, girl, girl, and the, the, the latter part, non-Christian and uh, Christian, I think they're all special. Right, guy, guy, girl, girl. We need people in our circle. I need my boys. Right, I need those men in my life because without that, what would I have? Yeah. Jesus had his few. Why I can't I have mine? Right, like I need Kelly, I need my older brother, I need Price, Lake A in the back. That's my boy. I need him. Like, I need these men in my life because they are shaping me and molding me. Why? Because they have the same intentions I have, right? They have that intention of, man, I'm going to walk with you so we both can be like teachers. Right? Even girl, girl. Girl, I need you or she needs me. Like, we need that, right? Well, in the times of emotion, I got. who am I going to? I'm going to pray. Yeah, but after I pray, then what? my I going to go to nobody?
2: Right.
0: right? No. I got people. We need people, right? And so I think one, one, one thing about the guy-guy and girl-girl friendships is that we really want to cherish those,
2: yeah.
0: right? I, I, think of, I think of Jonathan and David, right? Yeah. Jonathan told David he loved him as himself. What? Who do you love as yourself? What friends do you have that you love as yourself? What friends are in your circle Right? Or who, who do you have that are so close to you? Because you can't be close to everybody, but you need people. Jesus had his few. Why can't you have your few? Right? Who do you have in your little circle? One thing that someone taught me is Fab Five. Who are five people that you have in your life that you could call right now and really go there with? Who do you got that you can go there with? I'm trying to go there with you. Where are we going? There. That's where we're going. What what does that even mean? We know what that means. The depths of who you are. The depths of what I'm feeling. The depths of how's my day. The depths of all. My mind spot. When me and Nandi was turning, that's what we was doing. We was going there. She was, yeah, she was seeing that stuff about me, right? Who do you have that you go there with? Guy or girl, right? Like, what girls are around girls that you got that you can go there, right? And not just talk about shallow things. Because we're not shallow people. Jesus wasn't shallow right and now let's talk about this quick that, that was that but, but let's talk about opposite sex. girl girl guy guy girl can I do it can I not what should I do <laughs> there's so much discrepancies about this topic right there's so much friction I, I, I should say about this topic of man how, how do I approach it what should I do like she's pretty I just want to be your friend though like he's handsome I, what, what do we do how do we think about this type of friendship, right? And like I said, I'm not in the business of telling you what to what to do, but how to think. Um, but one thing that I, I, I know about girl-guy and guy-girl friendship is that in second, Tim, Timothy, sorry. Sorry, guys, I had got a phone call. It's first Tim, it's first Tim, my bad, it's first Tim, sorry. Yeah, so in first Timothy, Five, let's go there. So in First Timothy 5, right? In 5, in verse 1 and 2, I'll go, it says, Do not rebuke an older man harshly, but extort him as if he were your father. Treat younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, and younger women as sisters with absolute purity. Now, sometimes when we read this passage, the only word people focus is the last word. Absolute purity, then your whole mind gets jumbled and then you start approaching the friendship like stiff-arming dudes. Hey, how you doing, sister? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey, how you doing? You start approaching the friendship weirdly because that absolute purity is ingrained in your mind and that's all you know, which is great. Like, I think there is an aspect to friendships that you want to be pure in, guys and girls, girls, and guys. And so, but one thing that's really important is everything else. It Literally, literally everything else is important too. <laughs> like, like, well, what about that, right? What about treating younger men as your brothers? What about treating older men as your fathers? What about that part, right? Um, and, and what's so cool about that is it frames how we should think. Paul was trying to teach this church how to think and how to approach friendships. He was trying to show them, oh, how should I treat younger women? How should I view this girl? I'm 25. She's 19. How should I view this? I treat her like younger, treat younger women like sisters. Okay. How do I treat her like a sister? If you guys were in tune of what Lakey was speaking about on Friday, man, I think one of the pivotal things in a friendship between the opposite sex is how are we protecting each other? How, it's the same thing. How am I walking with this person to Jesus? And this guy, guy, how am I walking this girl, girl, how am I walking with her to have her be more like Jesus? Just be normal. I don't have to, was a, you know, be weird about it. No, just be normal we can have normalness in this opposite-sex friendship, right? But, but when we start thinking in this way, it teaches us something. Let me teach, let me say another thing. Boundaries. When we hear the word, people, the brain is like, alarm, 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 alarm. Oh my God, bad, bad. No, it's good, it protects you. Boundaries protect you. Because if you don't have boundaries, people can overstep you, and then you feel some type of way, because you've got no boundaries. So who fault is it? Is it their fault or yours? You want to be the person friend so bad you don't got no boundaries and then they overstep you, you're like, ah, I should say something. God ain't going to say Who's fault? You know what I mean? But what, what I really want to say about boundaries and the opposite sex uh, friendship is that we want to protect. Yeah. We want to guide someone to be like Jesus, so we want to first protect. What does that mean? I, I want to love this person, right? Yeah, I want to encourage this person. Of course. I want to submit, I want to serve this person, Right? Yeah, but, but I think what's really cool in boundaries, what it sees is that we want to protect. It takes a step further. Okay, I know that this sister, she's alone right now. She's feeling a lot of emotions. I want to be a friend to her. Man, she's going through it. What do I do? Do I run away? Do I stiff arm her emotions? Like, what, she's speaking to me? Like, what, what do I do? I, I don't know. And what, what, I like to, what I like to say is that love, encourage, try to serve. But in that moment, what do you do? Like when we said we go back to it, you can sit there and listen. Be a good listener, right? But also, what can you do? Who does she have? You're not Jesus. You're not the fixer. That's my unhealthy posture. I try to fix, or I try to be that person for everybody, but I can't. And one thing that's scary is that in those moments when we don't realize it, your intentions were trying to to love or or to be there, which is cool, but it gets tricky because those emotions – can get deeper and deeper and deeper. Right? And without us knowing, something can happen and bam. Dude, what just happened? I don't even know, bro. Like I ain't even I didn't even mean for that to happen. Or I didn't even mean for us to go that far or I didn't even mean. The goal is to protect. The goal is to walk with. So you can you can and here here here's some examples of boundaries. Personally for myself. If I'm with someone, well I I'll start off simple I don't hang out in my apartment alone with women or space with women. Living room, room, bedroom. No, I don't hang out with women in in those type of places alone. You want to hang out? Let's go to Starbucks. Starbucks. Let's go to the mall. There's people around there. (laughs) Why? Am I trying to be weird? No, I'm trying to protect. Not myself, but also you. Um, You're not perfect and so am not. I'm not. We all have desires. It's in us. Oh, I don't like her. Okay, that don't mean your desire don't. Mm -hmm. your desire could like that you know what I mean, so I want to protect first and foremost, yeah I don't hang out with women in those areas alone, cool if they don't respect your boundaries, is that my fault?
2: No. right,
0: second here's another one I don't speak to women past a certain level a point of emotion right, there's certain things that I think are just too much and here's an example now, if if I'm in a situation and I, I just met this person two weeks ago a month ago and this person is feeling so much emotion. She's going through it. and with the opposite other version. The guy he's going through with so much emotion is deep. Blah, 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 and you're there. You're the only one there. Should I run? Should I, no, I mean, you can listen. But I think there's a point in love with, hey, who are some of your girls that you talk to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I kid you not, what that girl know about you, I don't. I'm going to be honest with you. If I was crying right now and... One of you guys came up to me and tried to comfort me. I would appreciate that because you're trying to give me the love of Christ. Right? And if it was a girl, she came up to me, she she's comforting me. I wouldn't want her to sit there and try to listen and, and, and get to the depths of my heart. No, I want to protect the both of us. If she was have said, who, who, who is in your life that I can call that can really be there for you right now? I want to be there for you in this way. Why is that so important? Why is that so important? Because it protects us. What is it protecting? Something that we both value. That intention to be like Christ. right? That is so different in society, in all honesty. That's how men use women. That's how women use men. Those emotions, those scary, deep emotions, men could hear that. Oh, I'm there for you. I don't know. And then they got them. They just wanted to get in your pants or something like that, right? That is what men could do. But that's not what we do. That's not my intention. So everything about it must be different. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So that's why I'm saying I'm not saying it because I'm trying to tell you guys to stiff arm or tell you what to do, but I'm trying to frame how you think. Mm-hmm. Because if you want to be different like Jesus, your actions got to show it. Wow.
2: Does that make sense? Yeah. And so this topic
0: can be so, so much friction because people want to do what they want. Ah, right. uh, yeah, we're good. We're just friends. You know, I've heard that so many times. Trust me, guys. It breaks my heart when I see people who are so close to me do things, and I'm like, why, bro? Why? What are you doing? It's dumb. That's stupid. Why don't you just want to protect? So if a guy is, like, not trying to walk with you at 2 a.m. or 1 a.m. alone, and he says, yeah, maybe we shouldn't be here. Oh, who are you? Like, Maliki he said, whoo, he wouldn't know that brother. Because he's trying to, guess what? Protect you. Because it's bigger than that. Right. It's bigger than what is in front of your naked eye. Wow. Um, and so and I think this 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 what is so cool about boundaries. Right. They protect you. But I think something that else that I wanted to share is that they they provide. Well, well before we go there, in, in the moment of that girl guy friendship thing, I think, or, or, or guy girl. What, what is so cool is that you could I could be Nandi's friend and, and yeah and know her in a way where it is special and still could come for her over time, right? And it can grow. Um, but lastly, what I wanted to share is that disciple non-disciple, which can be so much friction because it's like, do, do, should I have those type of friendships? Do I just cut off everyone that's not a disciple? Is that what we do? No, it's my friend. I have friends to this day. They're not trying to follow Jesus, but those are my boys. But what's so cool is now that I think differently, everything about me is different. So even how I approach their friendship, I love them in a way that's different. I encourage them in a way that's different. And they're like, wow, bro, you changed. And it's not even about me no more because my intentions in that friendship is different because of the circumstance. I still want to try to walk like Jesus even though they don't want to and they see him through me. That's one thing about friendship that I would never forget. Friendships, I can see is that it's an extension of God through me. And so this one another way, if you guys really want to encapsulate the biggest Thing, man, that friendship is an extension of God through you. How we love, how we encourage, how we serve, right? When He said, how are we carrying these people to Jesus? And so, guys, thanks for coming. Uh, we wanted to do a Q&A type of thing, but I think we ran out of time, maybe.
1: Yeah, it, it's uh, lunchtime now, yeah. but if you guys want to chat with us,
0: you know, this weekend or whenever. free Yeah, and so, yeah.